listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Along with JP, Joel, and Kyrie, we're here until midnight. Then it's Sports Center all night on 98.7 ESPN. Thank you for joining us this evening. Uh, it's Throwback Thursday. So, and also, I cannot believe I, I was going through uh, the internet and looking over some items, and I can't believe 11 years ago, Michael Jackson passed away. 11 years today? That, 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 that's amazing. So obviously he will be part of Throwback Thursday in the two hours here on 98.7 ESPN. Of course, we have a Twitter poll question up for you at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. As I mentioned, one of the, uh, really talented, smart, charismatic players I had to cover, I had the privilege to cover was Vince Carter. And Vince Carter announced his retirement today. Obviously, I watched Vince Carter from afar. I watched him in covering the Knicks. And uh, in those days that Toronto and the Knicks were going head-to-head. And then when he came to the Nets, I had the chance to cover him then. And he was obviously, when you watch him day-to-day, you realize just how great a player he really is. And he, he probably, when you look at his numbers, he probably had his best NBA career output with the Nets. Uh, he had some great years in Toronto, but when you look at the consistency, you look at how he was able to pass the ball more. You look at uh, his three point shooting, which got better. Uh, you look at what he was able to bring to the table. He had a great couple of years with the New Jersey Nets and just watching him day to day and just being impressed with how he handled himself, how he, you know, went about his work. His teammates were always around him. He made his teammates better. He was a really, really good player and he was really good for the Nets. (laughs) All right. He was really good for them. And, you know, obviously, when you think of him, you think of all the tremendous dunks. You think of uh, him single-handedly making Frederick Weiss not want to come to the NBA after being drafted by the Knicks, after dunking over him in the Olympics in 2000. Frederick Weiss was like, uh, no, that's okay. <laughs> I'll pass. <laughs> and obviously, the tremendous dunks that he had uh, throughout his career and, and during the all-star weekend where he was hanging, had his half of his arm inside the rim. It just, just, you know, I, I can see it right now where he just waves his hand afterwards and say, it's over. <laughs> it's over. Um, give him a lot of credit because he was able to reinvent himself. When you think of early Vince Carter, you think of early Vince Carter just attacking the rim. You think of early Vince Carter dunking. You think of early Vince Carter with the short jumper. You think of early Vince Carter um, a little differently than you did with his net career. When you look at his Nets career, as I mentioned earlier, he came in with the threes. He was He was able to make the adjustment, and as the league started to really – live by the three, you saw that he was able to make his moves and increase his three-point scoring as well. And 
I mean, this guy had over 25, close to 26,000 points in his career. Um, 19th highest score in NBA history. Sixth all time in field goals made with 2,290. And what you would think, okay, of a player who was so offensive minded, right? Cause when you think of him, you think offense. He played really good defense as well. But when you think of Vince Carter, you think of, you know, flashy dunks and offense. He had close to a little over 47, 4,700 assists. So he also made other people better. All right. And as far as longevity, played in 1,541 games. Only Robert Parrish and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played in more games. So longevity is also a very, very telling stat on how you rate a player's career. So that's our Twitter poll question. At Hardesty ESPN, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM, where do you rank Vince Carter in NBA history? Is he top 10? Is he top 15? Top 20? Or is he top 25? So I want to hear from you on that. I want to hear from you also at 1-800-919-3776. Also, I want you to tell me when you call in your favorite dunks that he had. And I really want to hear from the Net fans tonight. You guys who had the chance to watch him, you guys who had the chance to watch him in the postseason and to watch him just do wonders and play very well for that Nets team. What was some of the, what's your favorite memory of Vince Carter? Uh, I want to hear that from you as well. For me, clearly it was all-star, right? It was that all-star dunk contest where you just, you long for those type of dunks from the star players, right? There are dunks, okay? And and some of these guys that we've seen recently, and I know some people are just like, well, we should get rid of the dunk contest because, you know, it's not really that good and blah, 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 and it's not what it used to be and so on and so forth. But um, listen, Vince Carter really put on the performance. And think about what he meant to the Toronto Raptors when he came there. He really, he was able to put that team and elevate them to get just visibility from in the, in the States. Okay. I mean, a whole lot of folks weren't watching Toronto Raptor basketball before Vince Carter got there consistently. All right. When he got there, that turned things around and he just, once again, his ability to just soar and attack the basket and have a quick first step. And obviously he could dribble and go either way with either hand. And his his toughness and his power going to the basket. I mean, he went to the basket with a vengeance. He was a guy that when he dunked, he wanted to, like I, t- like I always said, when you dunk in the National Basketball Association, you have to dunk like you're taking the rim home with you. Then it doesn't get blocked. Then you don't have, doesn't get tipped. You're not worried about all those other things that could possibly happen to you. When you attack the rim, as he did, and the 360 moves that he had. Okay. And, and all the different phenomenal moves and great plays that he was able to give you. Uh, you know, take tossing the ball off the backboard and then slamming it home. Uh, 
he was he was a highlight film. He was a guy that you know, as as Kenny Smith called him, half man, half amazing, and 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 that's what he was. And so, uh, you you love once again how he understood that he could not continue to attack the rim as he did early in his career, and he made adjustments and picked up the three-pointer and picked up the mid-range jumper and not saying that he was a, a unbelievable defensive player, but he did he did a very nice job defensively. He played both ends of the court and he could rebound for you. I mean, he was he was a phenomenal player and uh, 22 years is a nice career in the National Basketball Association, especially for uh, uh, a guard uh, like Vince Carter. And, um, you know, just, just some, just some great, some, some great memories of him. And this, I didn't realize the only person to play in the league in four different decades, Vince Carter, once again, that longevity, that ability to find a way because he knew how to be a pro to find a way to continue to be you know, a guy who makes contributions to continue to be a guy that can make teams better, to continue to be a guy that you, because of his work ethic, you wanted him around young players so he could help them and teach them how to be pros. But boy, those dunks. You're listening to the ESPN New York tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Where do you rank Vince Carter all time in the NBA? Top 10, top 15, top 20, top 25. Early comments. At Adam, 8714428. He was so underrated for sure. Top 10 all time, especially his Nets days. At Adam via Harlem. I'm confused. Are you asking dunkers? He's not a top 50 NBA player all time. At Jim Thompson 24. Are those the only options? Top 10 is a real option. Where do you rank Vince Carter all time in the NBA? At Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Also 1-800-919-3776. Marvin's in the Bronx. Hey, Marvin, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Larry, I'm not going to go into rankings, but when you think about a man doing 22 years in the arduous task of the NBA, that's incredible. And take it from a guy, I have a 36-year association with the military mm-hmm. in the reserves and active duty. And when I retired, I thought about 36 years. How did I accomplish that? Mm-hmm. I can't imagine playing a, a, a sport as demanding as basketball day in and day out for 22 years. And, of course, that dunk will always play – will always – being prevalent in my mind in an all-star game. But there's more things to Vince Carter. First of all, to have a cousin like Tracy McGrady and two Hall of Famers in one family, and the Mm -hmm. fact that he was academically minded because the thing that I admired about that he finished college. Mm -hmm. And he he went on. But he is definitely – I'm not going to get into a ratings game, but he is definitely a Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. I agree with you. And like Dr. King says, longevity has its place. Mm -hmm. A smart statement. I got you, Marvin. Thanks for checking in. It yeah. is that that's what we talk about when we talk about greatness, the ability 
to continue to do what you do and do it well, despite everybody making adjustments to what you do. And then you have to counter those adjustments. So, you know, listen, 22 years in a demanding sport, jumping up and down, running the length of the floor, doing the type of athletic and and super plays that he made. He's a great player and he's definitely a hall of famer in my book. He definitely is. Um, I think in, in his career, I would, I would say he is a top 50 player. I don't think there are 49 players better than Vince Carter during, during his heyday. I, I, I don't know. I mean, those net years for me, he was a prime time player. His first couple of years, his, his first stints with Toronto and with the Nets, for me, he was just incredible. He had, and what he brought to that net team was, you know, star power. He was a guy that took the last shot, didn't mind taking the last shot, wanted the last shot. He was a guy who did a lot for that Nets team. And um, he, I really think he is, he's a little higher. Now I know Jay Blaze NYC says Vince was a great player and a Hall of Famer. However, he's outside the top 50 easy, somewhere between 50 and 65. ESPN had him at 55, could have been 65. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I think he's top 50. Just me, and maybe I'm biased from having watched him. And, you know, and having seen him day in and day out, you know, I know that when people think of him, they think of, as we've mentioned, they think of his dunks and, and how, you know, how powerful those dunks were and how, you know, that was his game, but he was more than just a dunker. He was more than the guy that he was a guy who, who played both ends of the floor. He was a guy who gave up the ball. He was a guy who made other people better. So it's, it's interesting. Uh, to hear what people have to say about him, but you know that's why we have these conversations. Uh, I, I I really, really enjoyed watching uh, Vince Carter play the game, and um, you know it, it's twenty two years is that's a while. <laughs> that's a while in the NBA, and the ability for him to continue to reinvent himself, which was, which was the interesting thing for me because you see how the players who don't reinvent themselves have issues, right? And yeah, he averaged what about 17 points uh, a game for his career. But I still think from what I saw of him with the nets, those, those years where he dominated, where he was in his averaging in the mid twenties, Every, you know, every, every night. And he was just putting that team on his back on a lot of occasions. He's a great player. Adam's in Pennsylvania. Hey, Adam, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on, Larry? What's up, Adam? Listen, I, I think, you know, um, that Vince Carter is truly one of the greatest uh, NBA players of all time. And you just see what he did with the Nets. You know, it's, uh, it, for his career, he averaged 16 points, point, like, he averaged like 16 points, like 16 points a game in his, uh, in his career. But like, um, during his Nets days, you know, he was averaging like close to 20 points. He's, 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 you know, he's shooting those three pointers. He's getting everything, you know. 
He's just a great player, one of the greatest players of all time. And, uh, you know, and he, look at all the teams he played with. He just, not so many teams will take a chance on you if, if they think you're bad. Mm-hmm. Well, the one thing that they liked about him, Adam, and, and thanks for your phone call and weighing in, the one thing that, that teams liked about him, once again, was his professionalism. And, yes, he could still play. He Obviously, the past couple of years, he was not the Vince Carter. We understand that. But, you know, you always wanted him around young players because he was a guy who showed you how to be a pro, who showed you with preparation and hard work what you had to do to be successful in the NBA. Film study, uh, watching your opponents, knowing what you have, knowing what, what people try to do to take the ball away from you, to force you to go to your right in some situations because you beat them that way in the previous game. Uh, so his attention to detail was the interesting thing that, that I enjoyed about him. And, you know, in having conversations with him, listen, uh, I'm also a little biased because he's out of Carolina and you know, I, I love the Tar Heels. Uh, but, you know, in having conversations with him, you know, he prided himself on that. He prided himself on preparation. He prided himself on being able to, uh, think ahead of what the play was going to be to, to have that chess match with his opponents and to be able to outthink them and outguess them as to what was happening and the way that he was able to see the floor and pass the ball to his, you know, his teammates. So he was, uh, you know, he was a very good player. No question about it. We, we can, you know, we can all agree or disagree on, on, on ranking. Um, but you know, he's definitely a hall of famer in, in my book. And he's a guy that, you know, yeah, the dunks were just crazy, but he's a guy that there's more than a dunker. He was a guy that, you know, really added, played the complete game. Really did. So, uh, we'll continue to talk about Vince Carter throughout the evening. You can weigh in on our poll question. Where do you rank Vince Carter in NBA history at 1-800-919-3776 and also on Twitter at hardest ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore seven FM. Another thing that we're going to talk about tonight, which I was surprised at. I got to tell you, and we'll talk more about it. We'll, we'll, we'll give you some more thoughts about it in top stories at the top of the hour. But the other thing that I was really surprised about was Greg Williams today. Greg Williams and Jamal Adams. Yes, Jamal Adams back in the news again. And if you remember the conversation I had with Rich Samini a couple of days ago when we first were talking about this and I, and I mentioned to him, how this is similar, not exactly the same, but similar to the Darrell Rivas situation in that you had Rex Ryan, who was really just adding fuel, talking about how great Rivas was, best cover corner. And we knew, I mean, we, we watched him. We knew everybody in the league knew how great Darrell Rivas was, but by Rex Ryan talking so much about him, he actually boosted his numbers. And so his agents used that situation against Rex. And so when, when the Jets wanted to sit down and talk dollars with Darrell and his agents, uh, they were like, well, listen, your own coach told us, your own head coach says that he's great and he's this and he's that and, and what he's able to do and, and how 
he transforms, makes his job easier by shutting down one side of the field and whatnot. Now, I'm not trying to say that Jamal Adams shuts down one side of the field at the safety position. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is with Greg Williams coming out today saying, I've got his back, that's an interesting situation. And, yes, he didn't comment on, you know, whether he should have a contract or do whatever because he's not going to do that. He's too smart for that. But he did weigh in to say that, you know, I love him. And I and I have his back. Interesting. What do you think about that? Did that for those of you who think that he should not get his money, does Greg Williams' comments change your mind somewhat? You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Where do you rank Vince Carter in NBA history? Top 10, top 15, top 20, top 25. 3.3% both way in top 10, top 15. 17.6% say top 20. 75.8% say top 25. What do you say? You still have some time to vote. Make sure you get that done right now. Let's head back to the phones at 1-800-919-3776. Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas. He's next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Trey. What's going on, Larry? How are you doing tonight? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm going to need your help with something tonight. Okay. Um, there's a soldier missing out here at Fort Hood, Texas. Okay. A young lady by the name of Vanessa Ginn. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to say her name tonight. Anybody that knows anything, man, anything, please get in touch with the DOJ as soon as you can. Please. This woman has been missing for two months. Her name is Vanessa Ginn. Private first class Vanessa Ginn. So if you know anything, you've seen her, please help her mom, please. It's crazy, Larry. It's crazy. 20 years old. I got a 20-year-old daughter. Wow. So I'd be knocking on every door out here. So I wanted to say her name tonight and hopefully – you know, you know, you you got range, Larry. So, anybody that's seen her or, or seen or know anything, please, please let the authorities know, man, so we can get her home. Absolutely, and I just wanted to say that. Absolutely, right. no problem. All right, thank you, Larry. I appreciate you. You're welcome. Um, you ready to go to work? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Arlington Mayor, wear a mask or else our hospitals could be overrun. That's mm. what that's out of the Dallas Morning News down mm. in uh, your area. Yes, sir. So that's a statement. And I mentioned earlier, over 37,000 new cases across this country today. 37,000. Mm. So we're shouting out some folks. We're shouting out the folks at St. Joseph's Hospital over on Hempstead Turnpike in Bethpage, New York, for all the okay. work that they're doing, the great work that they've done during the COVID-19 pandemic, the great work that has helped folks in Long Island uh, to move to phase three. And uh, we just want to keep it going. Just one day at a time, one mask at a time. Let's just keep it going. And hopefully we'll get to phase four and then we'll be, you know, we can be consistent in what we're trying to do and not have some of the peaks that we're seeing across this country. So congratulations to them uh, and the great work that they're doing over at St. Joseph's hospital. Absolutely. Definitely second that Larry. And yes, yeah, it's, it's getting serious down here. Um, the County I live in, 
Uh, they have a mask order that goes in effect uh, Monday as of 8 a.m., I believe. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this is something you should have been doing anyway. You know, yeah. it was part of the mitigation that Dr. Fauci and them laid out months ago. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you know, hard head make a soft you-know-what, Larry. You yes. Know what I mean? so, <laughs> here we go. And boy, you know do I know. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got stories. Right, so, yeah, please. <laughs> I already know. I already know. All right. So we want to go to Ridgewood, New Jersey tonight. Okay. Um, the Valley Hospital. They're doing great work out there. Um, again, you know, we're trying to we're trying to slow this thing down. And shout out to the tri-state area, man. You've done a great job, man. Watching this on the news is crazy because two months ago it was like, ew, don't nobody want to go to New York, ew, ew, and now. You know what I mean? The, that 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 fog is clearing, but you got to keep the foot on the gas. It is imperative that we keep the foot on the gas. And these people that are working out here in New Jersey at Ridgewood and Ridgewood, New Jersey at the Valley Hospital, they're doing that, and they're getting people home. They're getting people off those ventilators, and they're and they're making sure that we're safe. And that's the most important thing. So you know, I just want to shout them out tonight. Let them know we're thinking about them, and we appreciate all the hard work that they do day in and day out, and what they bring to the table is crazy. Because I mean, to see this go up and down, up and down, I couldn't imagine that in my in, in my in, in my any nightmare. You know what uh, I mean? It's just it's crazy. It is. It really is. It really so I wanted is. to thank them tonight. Yeah, it makes you wonder. You know, as as we go back and forth with this, it really makes you wonder how these sports are going to be able to work. It, it's it going to really be does. tough, Larry. It's going to be tough. I, I I you know I try to take these things out of it. You know, but it's hard. To, it's just the one thing that's going to stop people from playing. And, you know, you know, God forbid, man, what happens if LeBron gets this? What yeah. happens if, a, you know what I mean? Yeah. One of the premier, premier players. I'm not wishing that on God by any means. I've never say that. But I'm just saying, Larry, it's that serious. It's, it's it something is. to think about. Definitely. He's going to be right there in the line of fire, man. It's something to think about. It really yeah. is. You're right. But um, You're right. So your uh, question tonight about Vince Carter, I think I have him with your, um, your nephew on, on uh, Twitter. He, I think he got it right. He's 55, mm-hmm. Larry. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, top 10. I think I guarantee you those kids, and I say kids because I know who it is, mm-hmm. that, that voted him as a top 10 player all time. Come on, man. <laughs> they got to be in their 20s. Come mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Come on. Who do you, so who do you take out of the top 10 that's already there? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that, absolutely. It, doesn't, it does not diminish him at all. He nope. was a hell of a player. And the dunk that he yoked when he yoked on Alonzo Morning down yeah. there in Miami, yeah. and in the in the in the heat, bitch got up. Yeah, yeah, yeah yoked him. <laughs> hey, we all got to own Frederick Vice because we're all Nick fans, so we all got to uh, partially own him. We never played for us, but we drafted him, so we got to own that. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy he did it, so he didn't come here. Yeah, because he, he looked. Oh God, did his feet look slow in that exchange? Come <laughs> on, sure Larry. Did. Come on, he he was he was one hell of a player, man, and the best in game dunker I have ever seen. In in the NBA, yeah. I have seen some fellas at the park lift off, and mm-hmm. I've seen some fellas in some of, some of these Army gyms lift off. So yeah. I ain't going to go that far, but I'm telling you, in the NBA, yeah, yeah. Larry, the way he – he just it, – it's, like it's like the defender wasn't even there. Yeah, that's true. I, I, that's I, true. Like, he got like, man, it's between me and the rim. This that's ain't true. got nothing to do with you. If you're yeah. in the way, then you are you are part of this poster. That's you know right. what I mean? There's a lot of folks who got, got posterized. Posters. Yes, he does, Larry. So a, a hell of a player. I wouldn't put him top 50. I like him at 55 where ESPN had him when we did the list a couple of months ago. I mm-hmm. think that was fair around that mid, that mid, you know, about 50, 55. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a, he's a great player and a Hall of Famer. And nobody do something for 22 years and not get it and not, you know, um, get acknowledged for that. 
Oh, so no, no, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, hell of a hell of a player, a leaper out this building. And for what he, what he did to from what he had, just coming from North Carolina being an athlete and developing a, a three-point shot in a mid-range game, you got to be saluted for that, man. So salute to Vince Carter, man, because he was one hell of a player. One hell of a player. Definitely was. Definitely was. And I'm telling you, Trey, watching him with the Nets was a treat. Him and Kid before Kid left. Was a treat yeah. every oh, night. Just, just, just Larry. If I, if, if we could have got them a couple of years earlier, Larry, just watch them to watch the wars that they could have had yeah. with the Knicks. If the Knicks would have been better, yeah. like, oh man, that would have yeah. brought Tri-State basketball to some serious numbers, Larry. Yeah, serious you must have been, numbers. You must have been eavesdropping on our pregame conversation with Joel and Kyrie, the Net fans. They were, they were I talking was, about that as well. I was, I was in there. I was in there. Yeah, obviously, right you were. There. <laughs> but, but when you're talking about those two guys, man, I know they was, oh, come on. This is right up their alley right here, man. Come on. Oh, this yeah, definitely. Definitely. Please. definitely. I'm, they, I'm they, surprised Kyrie ain't had a jersey on. They got the, who knows? Maybe he does. <laughs> <laughs> so, he probably does. He you know, probably maybe does. he does. Or at least the hat. At he least the hat. hat on. He probably yeah, got the No hat. question. <laughs> All right, Trey. Thanks, man. We'll talk yeah, have soon. Have a great weekend, man. You too, my friend. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.